Here we go. This is the Montana Gallery Podcast. I'm Tyler Murphy, and today in the studio, uh, we're recording at the gallery, and uh, I'm here with my friend Koala Evans. Koala, say hi to the good, good people, good listeners. Hello, good listeners. How are you? Um, so, I, I uh, got a f- couple of emails uh, that I want to go over in this podcast today, and Koala, uh, she told me that she was going to be swinging by today, so I thought, oh, she's, she's perfect for answering some of the questions, especially in, in one of the emails uh, that came in today. So, we're going to get to that in a second. I'm trying to... Th- so, I'm, I'm also kind of using the podcast as a way to let people know what's going on around the gallery and um, but I'll try to keep it short. I think the the only thing that I want to say is that we've got Art Walk coming up this week. Um, so I've got to rehang the gallery, make new name tags, um, and I'm gonna I think I'm going out painting with Caden this week as Ooh. well. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. You got anything coming up this week? I get to do an art class with a young student in our community of Roundup, so I'm pretty oh, excited sweet. about that. Nice. And I went out painting this morning with Dawn, and I'm working um, to, I think Joe Trachemus and I are going to go painting this week, and hopefully Karen. Oh, sweet. She has a garden, a flower garden, and so I want to, she came out last week, so I want to spend some time in her garden this week. Will you, will you come a little closer to the microphone? Yes. Is that better? Yeah, or maybe a few. Okay. Sorry I, about that. I, okay, I should do a, a quick introduction of, of kind of who you, who you are. Okay. From, from what I know of you. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, sorry for the squeaky chair, everybody. Uh, so, Koala is, is an artist from, well, from Texas originally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, I'm not sure how you came up here to Montana, but you you fell in love with a cowboy yeah. from Roundup, mm-hmm. and uh, and then he's an artist and a uh, kind of in lots of different ways, like a, a woodworker. And does he paint at all? He does. He does uh, two two dimensional works on wood, and he he's a very contemporary artist actually, but he has a great appreciation for traditional things. Yeah, he's traditionally trained in woodworking, so it's an interesting balance yeah. of work that he creates. And you guys opened up your own gallery in mm-hmm. Roundup, mm-hmm. which is a pretty small town. It is. Um, 1,800 people in the city. Yeah. And about, it's an approximation, and a, 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 I don't know, like 45, 4,800 in the county. Wow. So it's a small community, agriculturally based, and uh, oil and gas, or oil and coal and all of those things also yeah but lots of artists lots of good artists so that's nice see I think I think you're perfect for answering some of these questions of that we're gonna get to here in a sec so good. let's 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 jump into that I recorded this yesterday and I just I went all over the place like with tangents and stuff and the, I woke up this morning just thinking like you know what I should just I should just try to answer the email, like, mm-hmm. and and just try to be helpful to, to this person that emailed in, and then that'll be the the episode. Well, I like doing this with you because um, we have this common thread that we both paint, and then we both have galleries, and to find balance in that is really huge. And when I was here a couple weeks ago with you, and I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but I think it's. I would like your audience to know like how inspirational you are to me. Like I found that getting to be in here and seeing how you do business was really important. And, um, and then I got to take that back to the gallery and talk to my artists and like, hey, let's do this, you know? And and so I, I'm thrilled to get to have input oh, any way awesome. that I can. Well, thank you. I think as we get going through this uh, email, you are an example of, of like uh, some of the things that I've learned from Seth Godin, mm-hmm. like to me, when I, as I've uh, tried to articulate it to other people, especially recently, like I'm 
my god. Okay, Koala Evans, she's doing that right now. She's, she's, especially in my life, like, showing up in a way that is really helpful. Like, just, so Koala was at, at the gallery a couple weeks ago, um, and she helped film Daniel as he was doing a, a demo and did the Facebook Live thing. And, like, just you being excited about what, what we're trying to do here at the gallery means so much to me. And that, that's, like, exactly the the kind of the kind of attitude that I really enjoy that I and that I'm like oh, okay I want I want to work with Qual I want to great I want to yeah so I'm excited as as we're going to figure out what does that look like yeah what does that look like how can how can we work well together so and we'll start with this podcast right now yay Answering okay this email. okay so this uh, was sent in she says, don't know if you remember me, we wet. <laughs> we <laughs> we wet? We wet. Uh, I've been learning about like Freudian slips a little bit. And uh, <laughs> so I don't know what the heck that means. We met <clears throat> in Scottsdale some, some time ago. And uh, we had lunch in Denver at the retrospective, which was the uh, Richard Smith uh, retrospective. Oh. Thought I would reach out now that I'm in the area. She's just moved to Montana. Was listening to your chat with the guys while in Yellowstone. Great podcast, and I've enjoyed listening. Thank you very much. Um, I know you moved the gallery to Billings in the last few years, and I was wondering if you have any advice for moving to a, a new area and reconnecting with local artists and galleries. Um, so that's kind of the... So that's the question that we're that we're working on here, Koala, is how do you how do you connect how do we connect well with with the artists? Um, and I think also I want to and and then there's some other questions in here too, but let's start with like how how did you get started in in Roundup? Um, and for somebody that's that's just moved into a new community that's wanting to to get connected into the art scene is there is there any do you have any thoughts on that that's a good question and it's something i'm still working towards you know there is an art community developing in in our area and it's a quiet community and so which is wonderful because then there's space and time to create um, and I go back and forth with longing to be in a city, but in a city there's more stimulus, which means there's less time and opportunity to create. And so that's a, that's a delicate balance. Um, but what I would say is just look up and, you know, see what galleries are around. Um, if you're, what does her question say? Is she, but she's just wanting to create, be in an art community. She's not necessarily looking for galleries. And I know, um, this is... She's out in Missoula, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got to meet her. Yeah. She's a lovely person. She's awesome. Yeah, she's great. Um, we we're we're trying to connect. Oh, that's <laughs> to, okay. To go paint. See, you're doing all the right things here. We're trying to connect. Well, she and I follow each other on Instagram, and she's like, "You should come paint." I'm like, "Oh gosh!" I looked it up. I was like, "How far away is Missoula?" So this this is something that I've really been craving, and that I really admire about what has happened organically in your gallery. And, um, but it takes work. Like you have to make an effort. Um, and when you get to click with people, that's important. So uh, anyway, sorry, taking focus off the, off the question is, um, I was wondering if you have any advice for moving to a new area and reconnecting with and local artists and galleries. Well, Taylor, I would say that I see you doing that because you're connected to the, um, the one gallery there, I think it's, is it Tara? I don't want to say the wrong name, um, but there is a, an atelier there. Okay. So I would say definitely go to that. Yeah. And, you know, I got to do a intensive, I keep referring it to it as a workshop, but it was a residency and it was in New York uh, through Dacha Gallery. And that was really important for me when I started deciding to get focused on art. And as a business person, like to have the art community is really important, but as a business person, like being connected to more city government, I suppose is important. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, like going to city council meetings or different things like that, which I am like 
I am totally inconsistent. So I have done those things and I've volunteered. In, in Roundup? In Roundup. And I have volunteered for different organizations. And that helps you to network and get to know people in a different way. Yeah. And maybe get to know people that you would never get to know. Yeah. Which, that's important for the art community. That's a big, you know, I forgot about this. That I think a big part of starting out in a local community is, as an artist, is like, saying yes to a lot of those different kind of fundraiser events like showing up being willing to uh do a painting on location in front of everybody mm -hmm. and then a lot of times they have an auction or something like that i'm kind of saying no to those now because i feel like i just don't have the time or mental space to do that stuff but when you're starting out i think saying yes to a lot of those things kind of gets you known within within the art community that you're in mm -hmm, it does and then you can also see what maybe you identify with more and and so that was part of my takeaway from that experience in new york was like really listening to what he was saying is like if you you know art is still a business and so i don't know if that exactly answers like the the situation with the um, art community and the gallery situation in a regional area but you know, definitely showing up at art walks, yeah. um, you know, checking out the different galleries that are around or the different opportunities um, that are available. And you give me a suggestion because we, something Tyler and I both deal with are artists who want to approach a gallery and, and um, you know, there's some different things that are helpful when you're approaching a gallery, like having a consistent body of work and th those things, which I'm totally working towards because I would like to submit, submit work to a gallery. So I'm understanding more and more what that looks like. But um, you had suggested that an artist could partner up with a friend who maybe has a business or, or something where they, they can show their work. And so um, that yeah, well, kind of address it, that in an indirect way, maybe it, it's that, but I, th I think, like, to me, the way that you've the way that you've kind of approached becoming friends with me mm -hmm. is the way that I would like to see, like, that's the that's the way that I think people that, that healthy relationships between galleries and artists can develop. Mm -hmm. Where you've shown up in my life as a you've shown up around the gallery and kind of been like, how can I help? How can I add to this, to whatever, in, mm -hmm. in, to, and, and maybe that's just being a body in the room at, at certain events. And slowly over time, we've gotten to know each other to where there's this trust built between us to where I, I want to work with you. But I would say that it's, so, so, I, and I haven't even, I don't know that I've gone to your website or, um, you know, like, it's so much more about the, the actual real connection than it is maybe even the artwork in some way. Does that? Mm-hmm. Like, it's true. You know, um, you know, we had this conversation not long ago about getting, like, how your gallery started. And it started because of your group of friends creating. You're out painting together, and you're like, well, let's do this, and let's show our work, and how do we do that? I don't know the exact origins of, you know, I don't know all the details of the origin, but I know the result of that work. Yeah. And Troy and I visited your gallery in Red Lodge. Okay. I think you shared it with Kira. Yep. At the time. It was the two of you, or was there more than? I owned it, mm -hmm. but I it was mostly Kira and 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 I as the two main artists and then Daniel um, Daniel was a part of it from the beginning but it it took a long time before I got the online sales mm -hmm. side of the gallery figured out mm -hmm. the winter kind of forced me into figuring out how to sell things online mm, it was brilliant it's really good I'm like okay well it really helps representing people who have good online followings <laughs> The main, I mean, really, the main thing, here's the secret <laughs> to the success of the gallery, was I switched to a Squarespace website, and it makes online checkout way easier than, um, than a lot of other websites out there. And it's cleaner, just way more user-friendly than, than a lot of other websites out there. So, yeah, I have Squarespace, Squarespace for mine and the gallery as well. Do you get so, online sales through it? 
Well, I think I need to revisit my website and really, I have to take some time yeah. and re like add and take away from each website. I haven't updated my personal website and I haven't really updated the gallery website in a while because I noticed most of the following, like where I get, where I generate the most sales is through like Instagram and Facebook. Okay. And less on, you know, through, because I'm not doing, like you're so great at sending out emails and and um, actual mailers that yep. have been touched by human. They're just not all typed out. You know, like you can, yeah. you can tell it's a, a really nice um, thing to receive the mail. I save all mine. Oh, yeah. Nice. I am sentimental that way. I save a lot of like things. I'm like, oh, this is special. I'm going to put this, this goes right here. So I think that's helpful for your website. Yeah. And I haven't committed that time. It's a big time commitment that you do. So, mm-hmm. you guys, I think through the podcast, you're going to really learn about all the behind the scenes of what it takes with to run a gallery. That's for sure. Oh, thanks. I'll, yeah. And there are things like artists should do. Yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to figure out, especially now, galleries, I think we're in a weird spot where a person can connect directly to an artist Mm -hmm. and because of that um, galleries like the role of a gallery is shifting a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, so the gallery has to has to figure out how it brings value to to the whole setup because I mean really Daniel um, Daniel could sell his work just as well like without me but I think the thing that I can kind of bring to it is the is like a larger narrative where where we're we're trying different things and I'm pushing everybody to get out there and, and you know do certain shows or you know paint in certain locations mm-hmm. and then I, I try to also stand out amongst the the crowd by doing the handwritten things somehow putting some part of a human touch into into things but it's a yeah like say it's changing and it's uh there's not for all of this stuff too it's not as if we can say do a b and c and this will work it's Mm -hmm. always what is the unique contribution that you can give to any given situation any group of of people out there Mm -hmm. And that's that's like what you did with showing up, because you've kind of been doing the faith, the Instagram live streaming mm-hmm. stuff. So you knew kind of how to do that at Daniel's demo, and so it felt really good to just go like, oh yeah, Koala, she's got it, and I can just kind of sit back and focus on paying attention to the people that are coming in the door and making sure everybody's feeling welcomed and making sure people are going over and getting coffees at Evan and mm-hmm. you know. So I, I really appreciate, especially that night, all this, all the work that you did I was, for us. Yeah, I was glad to do it. It, it felt good to help. So I, you, make it, you make it easy to be here. So. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. The other thing that I was thinking uh, with regards to, to, like, I was thinking about my own journey with the gallery and how... I just I want to affirm that yep you, there is there is a need in us to have close friendships that happen on a regular basis so I think like this person is is hungry for that and I just want to affirm like yep that's something that that you do that you do need because um, I spent several years in Red Lodge really really lonely mm. before I. Um, finally gave myself before I it even occurred to me that I, oh I don't have to I don't have to live in Red Lodge where I don't have any friends I could move the gallery to Billings and um, so I I had already started to I was already starting to make connections with people in Billings with kind of artists here so maybe that's the other thing is maybe there's already you maybe already have some connections with people like apparently she's got some connections with you mm-hmm. too so that's that's great but 
hopefully she can find some people that are close closer to and I think I think what you're saying about like showing up at art walks mm-hmm. uh, different music events yeah music um, events and I was even thinking like because she's she's a good plein air painter so Taylor I was thinking about this the other day just in billings because I I have decided like I've got to work from life all the time what you're doing and I think you're working towards a show right now and um I say pop up in in public and just start painting Mm. and you might inspire somebody to paint or even like uh I've I've gotten to paint in the last few days with people who don't usually do plein air painting yes and that is really fun because it kind of takes the pressure off Mm -hmm. you know because they're they're figuring out their own thing and they're doing it but you still have the camaraderie so you might actually be more of a pioneer in your area yeah and um and i'm finding that like I, i think well if i want this i have to figure out how to make that happen yep so who is interested in plein air painting because that's what i want you know do i want to be around people who are better than me so i can learn absolutely um but maybe i need to be that for somebody else sure or maybe i just need to help like because sometimes it feels um i like being alone and sometimes i like doing it alone but i also want the camaraderie of it so um yeah you might end up inspiring some people to to pick up a paintbrush and they might who knows maybe maybe you'll start teaching yeah that's so beautiful Gosh, this chair is so squeaky. Sorry. Can I touch it? Maybe I should. Well, yeah. Daniel's okay, painting doesn't need a chair. One of the things we were talking about on this trip, on this most recent trip, was, you know, how lonely the this occupation can be. Um, and I was... Before you came, Koala, I was just looking up here at this this thing I have printed out that says 12, 12 things modern workers crave. Mm-hmm. So clear and reasonable expectations, the equipment and material to do this job, the opportunity to do what they do best every day, regular recognition and praise for doing good work. That was, so I'll stop there. That was something that on this trip we were talking about and how for a lot of the guys in this group, you know, actually posting online, that kind of fulfills that a little bit. And, and of course, I think you want to be a little careful with not becoming too dependent upon that for your happiness. But, but being an artist is kind of this unique job where you, you don't, you don't get that, that instant feedback and, and gratitude from somebody else like you might if you're a say like a barista where you're making something for somebody and you hand it to them and they say thanks and they they love it and Mm -hmm. like the praise is prolonged or you know the the praise can sometimes be further out it's the ultimate um uh, employee meeting you know, you go to an employee meeting and you get a review. And that might happen monthly or quarterly at a business office situation. Yeah. But this is real life, daily, weekly mm-hmm. <laughs> um, review. Because the audience is either responding to your work in a positive way or not. Mm-hmm. And the timing of the post is also important and then I think you know what I'm not going to overthink the algorithm I'm just going to put it out there and it's either going to work or it's not going to work or people will like it or they're not going to like it and and um anyway do you find this is maybe a little little sideways shift in the conversation but I, I was just thinking about like even with this podcast like wanting to re-record it because yesterday I recorded this and I kind of went off telling stories about things, just wanting to kind of use it as an excuse to tell to, <laughs> to tell the thing that I wanted to tell, and then not really being sure that I was actually like that I actually gave anything helpful to for this email. And I and and this morning I woke up thinking like, you know what? I just need to re-record this and have the intention the whole time of 
how can I how can I give something helpful to this person? So, and I think that's when my best work comes out, like just across across the board. Um, I think if you can have the the end goal in mind of how does this serve how does this serve a, a, a larger community or or an individual I guess too if you can get really specific um, okay let's let's get back to the email here and see if there's anything else that we can that we can explore what has worked for you in connecting in a new area for me here in Billings it has been trying to look at different situations, look across kind of the, the Billings landscape and go and and going, what what do I perceive is a need? And a couple things come to mind. The the story nights that we do at the gallery are one thing where I it originated from uh, going to an AA meeting with uh, with a family member and I was just blown away by the fact that if you go to an AA meeting Anyone and everyone gets the chance to to have everybody's attention at least for a few minutes, and that was such a beautiful and impactful experience. And I I realized that there's not a lot of opportunities and spaces in life where where that's available to us anymore. You're asked to do public speaking in high school, and then you're maybe asked to do that in college. But then once you're out of that unless you're like a pastor or something, you may be, or an alcoholic, or an alcoholic pastor, you don't get that chance to, to, to just stand in front of a group of people and, and share what's on your mind or share an experience. So I think that that's, that to me is one of the few things that, I'm, that I am really, really passionate about is, is that um, the story night event in particular. And so I would I bring that up just to say I want to do a, an episode geared more towards that um, and kind of sell that idea um, more thoroughly. But I I think that anybody could do an event like that wherever you are. Like thinking in that way is uh, is something tailored that I like. I would encourage you to to consider doing a, a story night event. I would encourage uh, everybody to do a story night event. She says, of course these things take time, and I like how you phrased it, uh, that it's happening organically on the podcast. Uh, I think anything worthwhile takes time and has to grow out of healthy expectations and interactions. Uh, yep, and and I, the other thought I had about this whole email too is like just the fact that you, that you have the guts to, uh, to email me and and write out a, a nice, um, well-written email. That, to me, shows that you have this kind of ultimate concern for something greater, something bigger than yourself, and you're you're already you're already doing so many things right. Uh, she says I wanted to make it to the Sojourner show, but I had to spend two weeks traveling around North Dakota, and the drive was daunting. Congrats on what looks. Like an absolutely stunning show. I'll try to make make it out to future shows. That said, what are your favorite art events in Montana? Do you have any favorite art events in Montana? That's a good question. There, there are a lot of art events that I um, know of and have not been to. And I, it's a big deal for me to drive 50 miles to go to Billings, the big city, and go to art openings. So... Um, with that said, I, I try to go to all the art openings and art walk events that I'm able to, um, but I don't know that I'm the one to answer that question. Um, I know that there's, is it Heart of the West mm. is mm -hmm. on the western side, and there's, um, and of course, like, there's always the Yellowstone Art Museum auction, but that's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that I'm the greatest one to answer this question. Yeah. I think we're, we're trying to make them ourselves. <laughs> Some of these. Yeah, like going to the Sojourner event was, it was wonderful. And I'll get and give you my three cents. And I can, I think I've told you this. I tell you every time I see you about this group of, this group that I've watched develop 
since this gallery has been here and it's amazing. And I remember the very first time Troy told me about Tyler Murphy. Um, you were, you came in with um, Lauren Entz to the ranch to mm. draw something. Right. So that's the first time I heard Tyler's name. So over, the, and then we um, actually took a gestural uh, drawing workshop together, but I didn't make that oh, connection right. in yeah. Two Dot, yeah. in Two Dot with yeah. Joyce Lee. Um, and I didn't realize that only until recently that I was like, that's who that was. Okay, because I remembered you're telling me about a workshop. Anyway, um, back to the Sojourner opening. I was blown away at a completely non, there was no focus on Montana in that show. It was on something completely different. And I felt like it really pushed boundaries in that aspect of having a show that you know what you're going to see before you get there. Um, does that make sense? Like, like when you go to most any other gallery in all of Montana, you have an expectation of what you will see. And that is regional artwork, which is wonderful. Like, I love Montana artists. I represent many of them in my gallery, and, and, um, and I have a great appreciation for Western art um, and, and Montana art, you know, wildlife and landscapes and things like that in, in that way. But that, this particular show, the Sojourner, Sojourner show, I, I walked in and I thought, oh my gosh, Troy said, even, this artwork is, this is like a museum. This is walking into anything that you would see in a museum. And I agree. Yeah. And it was very special. Yeah. So. I think, I think we learned um, a lot with this show that, that we, we don't want to repeat it every time. But some of the things that I learned with it is like doing a two-person show versus doing a one-man one show in this space is a little more doable. Um, we've done like three different uh, solo shows here. And each time we've done that, it's been a lot of pressure on that one person to fill this whole space. So do by having two people, they're pushing each other to make um, the best work that they can. Uh, and it's, it's a lot less, you don't have to make as much work as well for this space. But then also with this show, they they went to specific locations that are kind of iconic that lots of people have been to so i could see us doing that doing that quite often where we have shows that are based around going places that are that so many people have been to that can relate to them so the next one is yellowstone um and it's more of a group show but i could see like ken and i were talking about oh maybe we should go do the beaten path or may, but I think instead of that, the beaten path is a, is kind of a local, um, trail that a lot of people in Billings would know. But I think instead of that, he and I would maybe focus on glacier. So we'd maybe bring glacier to Montana gallery mm. would be the idea. And just, he and I would go up there and paint for like two or two weeks, maybe paint our, paint our butts off and then come back and do as many studio works and then and then that's the, the show. So I think, not that, not that we want to do that every time, but that seems like a, a much more doable, um, or a, a much, much easier way to approach doing a show, mm -hmm. to have it kind of themed around a, a place. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you just try to do your best, your best work around that place. Well, it was a wonderful show, and it was on. I know what to expect because I follow each person on Instagram, and then of course when I learned that the show was happening, I'm like, wow! I I got to watch them the whole time that they were doing that. Right, that's also part of it too. I think that that feeds into it is like when you're on those trips. To that, it kind of all I kind of like came in at the I kind of swooped in at the last second and said, "Can we have this? Can I?" Mm -hmm do this and apparently Daniel the whole time was kind of hoping that I would that I would ask him for all the work and so it kind of I, I wonder I wonder what it would have what we would have gotten had we planned all of that out it maybe wouldn't have been as mm -mm, as it special organic. it was pretty organic which I think and it really is the the key thing when 
when I think about for myself being more remote and this is a conversation that um, Morgan Irons and this other young artist out of Denver, Foster Grissom, we were having and he moved from Tennessee to Denver so he could be closer to who uh, to Kwong Ho who is now his mentor and and the whole conversation is like being isolated and sometimes you have to be isolated so you can get your work done but there's an unhealthy isolation and like craving that camaraderie and that group where you don't have to talk and you, you know but you're you're there and you're like doing um, live painting nights you know with a model or a still life or whatever it is in the studio and and they meet once a week so I've been thinking like okay um, who can I go out painting with? Mm -hmm. I invite almost anybody, even if they're not really a plein air painter. Like I was talking to yeah. Michelle here. Uh, Michelle Dyke? Mm -hmm, uh -huh. At the BOS studio. Yeah. And she does all the collage. I'm like, could you do collage, but do it plein air style? Like, could you make that? She's like, well, I do watercolors. I could do that. I'm like, well, okay, but like... Or Jody Leitner. And I've been thinking about this for years. Like, even I talked to John Lodge or Bob Durden. Like, would, could you come do plein air? Like, do this, but do it the way that you do it. Right. And that's the kind of stuff, like, I think about. I'm like, well, it, nobody has to be a, an, an exact plein air painter. Right. Just because I happen to do it. But I feel like it could be interesting to see, like, how that crosses over mediums. And then, so that's how I've been trying to figure out, like, well, maybe that's how I develop my 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 tribe. You know, mm -hmm. like my core group of painters, and and so today when we got to go, when Don and I went out, that's not what he does. He's a studio artist, and and um, or even Karen, you know, but right. she, she loved it. So we're yeah. gonna work to do that more. Yeah, I'm like it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a naturalist. You don't have to be a traditional painter. You can like just do your thing. Yeah, but we're together. Yeah, and so that's what I'm finding. Like, okay, it can. It doesn't have to be exactly how I think it could be or should be. Yeah. So I think I, I've been I've been trying to um, the way I'm thinking of it in my head is like that I want to cultivate a sensitivity toward the call of something greater. So sometimes you feel like this tugging on your sleeve and that tug might be saying like, oh you should ask Don if he would go out plein air painting mm -hmm. or or Karin or or you should, you know, Tyler, you should ask Daniel and Richie if they would do this show. And, and, and learning, learning how to really be sensitive to that kind of inner, it's, it's a subtle thing, but it's, it's whenever you kind of get excited about an idea, but there's some fear kind of also in it as well. And it's, it's like about kind of learning to overcome that, that fear and, and and be able to kind of jump into this it's almost like a like a creative flow or something that mm -hmm. you're kind of jumping into yeah it's our path it's our um the, our personal legend oh yeah what's that okay <laughs> yes so, um yeah that's it's hard to ignore the tugs and sometimes i try to block it out because it doesn't make sense to my um because it doesn't I use the term like penciling out. Well, it doesn't pencil out this way. You right. know, when you, because I'm a goal setter, so I like to write things down and I like to work towards it, but I, I've continued to learn over time. Like there, are, sometimes you have to go, go right to go left. Okay. Straight out of, <laughs> straight out of uh, cars. Cars? Yeah. The movie Cars. You gotta oh, go right to it. go left. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen it. That's, that's the like. That's like the advice that the old car gives to to uh, Lightning McQueen. Oh, funny. Well, who knows? Maybe my like maybe it's in a commercial and I subconsciously picked it up. But, okay. But I have learned. Life is full of those those sort of things that don't quite make sense. Like, I mean, Jesus said you've got to lose your life to gain it. Mm. Um, so sometimes letting. I mean, for me, let it, even stepping away from the gallery and letting it kind of die back in 2015, then I was able to kind of come back to it with a renewed... Um, it's like I kind of had to set it aside and, and, and be willing to let it, to let all of my art 
aspirations die. And then, and then I came back to it. Wow. <laughs> a lot healthier, I think. Well, I'm glad you did. But that's a, that's a big deal. Well, once I let it die, then I, I went and, I went and uh, traveled around the country serving coffee on this tour. And every day I was just totally present in the moment. And I was like the camp cook. Mm-hmm. And um, just had so much joy in just serving whoever was right in front of me. And, and then that, and, and living alongside 40 other people out there on the road for a couple months um, gave me a taste of, of what, kind of a taste of, of what life can look like when, when you're in community, um, all working towards something bigger and greater. And so then the gap, I think after that, then I made, I've, I've begun to realize that in the gallery itself, that this can't just be only benefiting me in some way. It has to, has to benefit um, more people than just me. Mm. Otherwise, it, it gets, starts to feel really meaningless. <laughs> well, it's good that you recognize it and that you have the, the faith and the fortitude to allow that you know, to let it be mm-hmm. and develop and evolve. And uh, I think you have a lot of good ideas like that, Ben Cosgrove. That, like the show itself, so back to the, the Sojourner opening, that was incredibly special. But the fact that Ben Cosgrove was there at the same time, <laughs> that, all of those components were in they each had to have each other to make it that special. Yeah. You know, the show could have stood alone and been special in itself. Ben Cosgrove could have stood alone and been special in himself. But all of it together was, that is what made it special. And, and yeah, maybe there's something to that of, of looking at all the different kind of opportunities and relationships that you have and trying to be that person that, that brings it all together in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, just based on some of this other stuff that you've written in here, it, Taylor, it, it looks like looks like you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it does, and you're right, Taylor. It takes time to develop, but I do hope that we uh, connect and paint together. And um, I won't let that, I won't let it um, be something that gets put on the back burner. That's for sure. Nice. So, I've got something cooking for September for the ladies. So. Stay tuned. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I always want to do it. Well, you inspired me. Like, I, I think I told you, like, I'm like, gosh, I love what they have. I, I want that for myself. I'm like, how, how does that develop? You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So I've really, like, in the last year, been trying to figure that out. Like, um, like figuring out, like, who and how to connect. And, and I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know what that looks like still, but I think I'm renting a cabin nice. at a friend's place, and that it's, way we can all go. It's just that being sensitive to that, mm-hmm. to that call of of something greater. That, mm-hmm. uh, I think you you are sensitive to that, and you're clearly, I mean, you're doing all these things that you're you're connecting people. Yeah, it feels that, that it's starting to come together. Um, my friend Mary Peters last year, she knew I wanted this so bad. And I tried to like m- make it too structured. Knew you and wanted so it didn't what? Happen. Like to meet up in September and have oh. the ladies meet. So last year I, I started this Facebook page and then it was just felt like it was forced. Yeah. And I know better yeah. than that. Um, but she knew I wanted it so bad. I mean, she was working so hard towards like helping to make that happen, and it was not coming together. Finally, she said, "Koala, get out here." She lives on Levina, and she's a photographer. She does great rodeo work, and she always does inspirational quotes and and everything. And anyway, she said, "Get out here," and I was reluctant. I can't remember why I was reluctant, but I was like, oh, "I don't know." And anyway, I got out there, and it was such a beautiful fall day. And she has all these mature cottonwood trees and the, the river goes right through her property and the cows. And, and it was us. She's a photographer and she was plein air painting for me. Oh, it was nice. really amazing. And then 
I got to meet her father-in-law, who's no longer with us, and I came back within a few days, and I got to, because um, I like to interview people and paint them at the same time, mm-hmm. and uh, so I got to do this uh, monochromatic study of him and learned about his whole history as a cowboy, and he would go in and out of knowing who I was and then not recognizing me mm. as well, I was As you were on. painting him. Mm-hmm. And then I would get to hear stor- these beautiful stories, and had she not, like, made sure like koala come out here um because she knew i wanted that she made sure that that happened it was so special nice yeah i thought man that's i love mary so (laughs) yeah mary anyway mary peters she's an amazing photographer so um well we've got okay you didn't happen to listen to my ramblings about modernism postmodernism with ken and richie did you no i haven't listened i think it's the only one i haven't heard yet um yeah, so that was last week. So uh, this is a, a comment about some of that. Um, uh, so it says, hey, hi, Ty. I just... Oh, so she's talk- <laughs> she kind of dives right into it. I just think that in early times, there was no camera, and, and painting was the way to represent things. Nature, still life, people. When the camera was invented, that camera captured reality. So artists ask, what makes us different from that machine? And so they moved from realism to other isms. Uh, They could loosen up and move towards more and more expressive emotional representation in art. I think the podcast conversation ended just when things got really interesting. Mm. (laughs) Which, uh, that's great. You gotta end, you gotta I feel like it's better to to end uh, with people wanting more. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think that that's a good point. Um, we didn't talk about that in that conversation, but I think I think there's something to that. Um, like during modernism, you did have the the rise of all these different technologies, and um, yeah, the camera is certainly one of them. I guess I, I'm kind of glad for that because I think um, just being, I, I would not want to be an artist if it meant that what you do is just uh, paint portraits of, of people um, in that sort of like documenting, solely documenting way um, uh, and, and doing it just through just like uh, sort of in the way that like a photographer maybe records like family portraits that that sounds that sounds awful to me but mm-hmm. um, but you know then you have guys like Soroya come along who they're still painting people and recording their lives and documenting people's lives but it's you can really tell especially with his work I think the paintings that he was just doing it because it was a commission and and um, and then you can do, you can see the paintings that he was really passionate about. Um, I think, anyways, I think there's a big difference. I agree. Those ones. Agreed. So, I. You got anything to add to that? I do. Thanks for asking. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you might be interested to watch this movie called Local Color. Okay. And it's based on a true story of. Um, the name escapes me and I can look it up but just google local color it's a recent movie like in I don't know I think the last three years okay and it's about this young guy in the 80s and back not long ago they weren't really teaching representational art in art schools from what I understand I did not I'm not formally trained I know how to paint from looking everything up on the internet and going to a handful of workshops uh, so there was a time when like representational art was really just you know considered um, like sentimental and old-fashioned and and things and so they were teaching totally opposite things in school and this movie kind of connects connects those dots based on this one uh, artist experience and he's the person who I believe wrote and produced this movie okay. and how he really fought to get mentorship from this old Russian painter who you know, so in the early 1900s, that's what was happening, you know, because that's the Impressionist movement and all these things. And 
it's a beautiful movie. I got to watch it for the second time with Troy the other night. And, um, and the reason why I'm mentioning it, because in the movie, there's a, uh, on two different occasions, there's a conversation about, uh, during that time they were calling it progressive art which was like really modern art and making statements with objects and, and telling narratives and how art was becoming intellectualized and all these things. And so, um, but what I see with art now is representational art and figurative art and portraiture and all these things are coming back around to, to tell narratives and to tell stories. And uh, so I, I'm pretty excited because I get to, that's what I want to do. Yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, so I, I research as much art, art history as I can, but I should probably go take a class. Yeah, I'm, I'm really wanting to learn a lot more about modernism and postmodernism and where we are within, within all of it. And um, so if, any, if anybody's listening to this and, and has some uh, comments or questions and... Uh, has listened maybe to the to the first episode on that feel free to email in any of those uh, comments questions concerns corrections because uh, I'm not sure that that I'm fully understanding it properly but uh, thanks everybody for listening Koala thanks for helping me answer some questions helping me stumble my way through mm-hmm. some of this it's my pleasure uh, thank you for inviting me yeah and we'll will you come back on in the future too maybe we'll go we talked about going out painting and podcasting and going to some restaurant out in the middle of Ingemar Ingemar they had a rodeo the other day that I totally missed I'm so bummed the Ingemar rodeo how many people live in Ingemar uh, I have like no 10? idea maybe a handful a handful of people to mine I don't know that rodeo must have been amazing I know I can't believe I missed it so I had a friend that went, Tana Cates. Do you know Tana Pinker? Your dad knows the Pinkertons out there. Okay. So she went there out um, past Muscle Shell. Nice. So, anyway. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye.